Folks, I want to welcome you to another episode of Life Around the Fire. My name is David Utari, and I'll be your host today. We are a podcast that is devoted to spiritual growth. And what we mean by spiritual growth is this. Growth in our relationship, first and foremost with God, then in our relationships with one another. What we're going to do today in this episode is pick up where we left off previously concerning What happens when Jesus shows up? (laughs) Right? Now, I know what happens when I show up, and I pretty much know what happens when other people show up, right? But when Jesus shows up, things are different. And we are seeing around the world right now a great demonstration concerning the presence of Jesus being revealed in a very, very, very strong way, stronger than many of us have ever experienced previously, and it is transforming people's lives because that's what Jesus does. He has the ability to transform your life. He did mine, releasing me from the bondage of drugs and alcohol in a way that I couldn't do that on my own. And I tried. It was not for lack of effort on my end. It was just the fact that that stuff was bigger than me. And there are some things that are bigger than you Because there are things in each of our lives, in all of our lives, that at some point in time are bigger than us, excuse me, and they have the ability to take us down. Jesus has the greater ability, and that is to deliver us from evil. Praise God. And so we are seeing that happen around the world And we're going to continue to see that take place significantly until he literally actually returns to earth. He promised that he was going to, and the signs of the times are that he is coming very soon. (laughs) And I'm the guy who used to kind of mock people that talk that way. Uh, Sweetheart, I'm not mocking anybody anymore because I've looked around and I've seen the condition of the world that we live in 
and I've looked at the signs of the times, and Jesus is most certainly returning very soon because he gave us indicators as to what it was going to look like prior to his return. <laughs> we are in those times. The end of the end of the end and the beginning of the beginning of the beginning. Anyway, what we're going to do today in this episode is we're going to do something a little bit different. And that is this. We're not going to be taking time and looking at what happened when Jesus came. We'll return back to that in the Gospel of Mark, heading into the 10th, excuse me, the 10th chapter. But we're going to take a little caveat today because there is a strong word that has been just rolling around inside of my heart, man. And it is consistent. And when that happens, that's more often than not a sign that that needs to be expressed because that's the word of the Lord. So before we do that, before I do that, and before we jump in together, I'd like to pray just to clear the channels and to set our hearts tuned in on the heart of our Father. God, you being our Father, <laughs> it's a wild, you being our heavenly Abba, our Father, our Dad, our Papa, Abba. Wow. I'm still getting used to saying that, God. I've so many years just been accustomed to talking to you in a formal fashion. And I revere you. I love you. I, I, I'm in awe of you. I have reverence for you, but you want me to call you Abba. <laughs> so I call you Abba, Father. I come to you, we come to you, and we ask that you would touch our hearts today with your heart. That you'd reveal your word to us in a way that we would be able to understand it and apply it into our lives, that there would be a transformation of us from the inside out, and that we would walk the walk like Jesus walked the walk. We'd get beyond just talking and really into walking, into living. And we pray these things, Father, in the name of Jesus, in his name. Yeshua HaMashiach our Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, amen. All right, folks. <clears throat> where, where, where things are at right now, what I'm seeing take place is basically this. We've looked at what happened and what happens when Jesus shows up. But what happens when he leaves? Or what happens when his presence is lifted? <laughs> because that happened when he was risen from the dead. He walked around for 40 days and he talked with people on a variety of different levels in a variety of different settings. And then he ascended. He left 
the planet Earth. He ascended into heaven. And he released to us a promise. And that promise came to us in the form of God. Holy Spirit came to reveal to us Jesus in a new and different way. And that would be this. His life would be in us. We wouldn't just know about him. He would be in us and we would become born again and have his nature within us, no longer being ruled by the nature of sin and death. Phenomenal, powerful reality. He breathed upon us and said, receive the Holy Spirit, and we do. And then he went away. And at times we find that within our own experience. His presence seems to be nowhere, nowhere to be found. And I know that I'm not alone. There are times where the presence of Jesus is nowhere to be found. What do you do about that? What do I do about that? Well, I've done a variety of things, but what has recently come into focus for me, and I believe that it really is a word of encouragement from God, not just to me, but to us, and that's this. He wants to endue us in a fresh way with his power. We need his power. We don't necessarily need a better outline of material to study. As good as that is, that's not the same as being empowered. And to give someone a good outline about God is different than demonstrating to someone what God is like with power, like healing, like being delivered from an evil spirit, like having blind eyes opened up, people that are crippled walking. Power, the power of God, the demonstration of his kingdom. And I'm hearing in my heart that he wants to do it again. And that's one of the reasons for the presence of Jesus not being around. And that's this, that we would come together, not just individually, but that we would come together as a group of people and that we would do what Jesus said to the original group of people that were listening just before he left. He said, go to Jerusalem and wait until you receive power, until you are clothed with power, until you receive the Holy Spirit, the promise of the Father. We are called to be clothed with power, and I have to be very open with you, and it's this. I am born again. I speak in tongues. I get refreshed, but I do not walk around in the same type of power that I read about when I read the Bible. When I read the New Testament, I don't walk around in that same power that has been promised to us by Jesus. I'm not saying some guy out of the blue 
came up with a great idea saying, you know what I think we need to do is we need to be empowered. That's what we need. No, we're talking about Jesus saying we will be empowered for those of us who believe in him. Being born again is like him breathing on us. That's powerful. That's beautiful. That's transformative. But to be empowered so that we can be witnesses, not just be outline givers, people that present an outline to somebody, that's good. But really, one more track that you give to somebody or you leave in a bathroom, sometimes to really appease your guilty conscience or to be a performance-oriented person, you did your job. How about being empowered? Where, like Peter said, I don't have silver, I don't have gold, but what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And the man did. And the man did. Not maybe. And Peter didn't say, well, let's pray about it. Let me see if God's willing to touch you today. If not, well, you know, he's good. And sometimes God just doesn't do something. No. Peter said, I have power. That's what I can give you. I don't have any money right now. But what I do have, I'm going to give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And Peter knew that the guy was going to get up and walk because he had power. Power. Now, this is very important. We're not going to receive it just individually. The days of the one-man ministry, the one-woman ministry, the one-man show, the superstar, those days are over. It's a collective thing that God is doing. He's always wanted to, and he's going to. He started out that way, and he's going to conclude things that way. We are going to be one because Jesus prayed that his body would be united and it's going to be united. That prayer is going to be answered. And it's recorded in John chapter 17. Jesus is going to have his prayer answered. Power is going to come to us when we wait upon him. And when he is not present, that's when we wait because we just understand deep within us that without his presence, his power, we really don't have much to offer. We might have a lot personally, but to offer I don't want to offer another outline. I don't want to sit down with another person and go through Romans Road to Salvation and not have any power. Yeah, I'm going to have another Bible study, but I don't want another Bible study without power. I don't need power personally just to have power. That's being a power monger. But to have power, to be effective, to be truly who Jesus has called us to be. Yeah, I want all of it. But I'm realizing that I can't get all of it just on my own. I need you. We need each other. We need to do what Jesus said. We need to get together 
and wait upon the Lord and ask him to endure us with power and also get rid of the garbage in our lives. While we're waiting, we can confess our sins to one another and receive forgiveness, cleansing. We can be open. We can repent. We can be that real, which leads to a level of unity and intimacy that God loves because he doesn't want us to be phonies. We've been that way so long we've tried to look good when we've been just rotten on the inside. Come on, man. How about this? Admit that you're rotten on the inside and get rid of it so that we can be righteous, clothed with the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. It dwells within us but comes upon us also. Praise God. Us, not just me, us. God wants a body that's united to clothe with power, not just an individual. That, that word right there, that word right there, what happens when Jesus goes away? Well, what it provides for us is an opportunity for us to get together and wait upon him so that he can clothe us with his power. And when we acknowledge openly that we don't have power. It's like someone saying to the emperor, don't got no clothes, who doesn't have any clothes. The emperor doesn't have any clothes. Instead of saying, oh, what a beautiful robe he's got on when he's naked. Us the same way. Oh, we're great people. No, we got no power. No power. No, not really. Come on, not really. When's the last time you heard that people were actually in awe? wondering whether or not they could even join the church because of that much power. Like in the early church where people were standing back in awe at what God was doing in the midst of his church, his called out ones, his ecclesia. Praise God. Now, these days, we got to like almost beg people to join what's going on instead of people wondering whether or not they were even qualified power. We need power. Not just any old power, the power of God, Holy Spirit, pure, beautiful, wonderful power, dynamite, dunamis, the stuff that gets the job done, the kingdom of God being demonstrated to us and through us. There's a plan, and God is going to achieve it, because his word never returns back to him without accomplishing what he purposed it to accomplish. We are living in a day and an hour in which God is manifesting his power, not just a government, God. And he's doing it because it's time for him to do it. Things are right on time. And this craving, this craving, this craving, this yearning, this craving within our hearts to receive more is not just being malcontent or discontented. It's a yearning. It's placed inside of us by God. 
<clears throat> excuse me, because the internal knowing that there's more causes us to cry out for more. And when we collectively cry out for more and humble ourselves and we pray, he will literally release to us his power and his might, and we will be clothed with it so that then we can be witnesses to him to the ends of the earth. Praise God. Power. We, not just me, we, we need power. Those of us who claim to be Christ-like. Well, to be Christ-like is to have the same power that he had. That's to be like him. What did he do while he was here? <laughs> he proclaimed who his father is, was, and will be, and he demonstrated what his father's kingdom's all about. And his father's kingdom is the same as his kingdom, same as Holy Spirit's kingdom, and now we've been invited to be part of that kingdom, and to demonstrate that kingdom requires us not just to be people that present information, but we have a declaration that brings power to set the captives free. We're not going to negotiate or counsel someone out of the depths of despair that come as a result of being bound by a demonic power. <laughs> yeah, right. Power. Greater power causes lesser power to leave. Well, of by ourselves, you don't have greater power by yourself than what's in the spiritual world. But with the power of God, you do. We do. We need power. And we need to ask God collectively for power and if we need to sit down with each other and say that we have done each other wrong, or we need to get the record straight just by sitting down with someone and saying, you know what, I've lived a creepy life, and here's something about me, just so that we can humble ourselves and get that out so that we can actually forgive one another, that first step of us being given the Spirit of God is for us to forgive sins. That's what Jesus said. When he said, breathed on his disciples, he said, receive the Holy Spirit. And then he said, Who's, wh whomever, anyone's sins that you forgive will be forgiven, and those that you don't forgive, they won't be forgiven. The power to forgive sins, the power to be able to say to somebody, your sins are forgiven. Yes, we know that God does it, but there's something about, there's something that happens when you say it. There's something that happens when I say it. I said it to people, and the power that happens as a result of someone hearing that their sins are forgiven, when they hear it out loud, it's oftentimes different than when you just hear it in your heart when you say it to God. But when you hear someone else say it out loud, it makes it even more real. Well, we have 10 days between when Jesus leaves and the power of the Holy Spirit falling. Maybe in that 10 days we can confess our sins to one another and be healed and then receive power upon us in a clean way. Praise God. <sighs> there. That is the crux of this particular message right here. We need power. I need power. 
I love outlines. I love information. I even like trivia. But power, I can't fake it. I can't create it. It has to come upon me. And the only way that it can come upon me is when I get together with other people and we wait upon the Lord until. You see, well, the church calendar says that we should be on to another season right now. Yeah, okay, we'll then do that, but stick with Pentecost until. You can celebrate the other stuff. Just don't move past Pentecost until. Until when? Until you know you've been clothed with power. If you don't know that you've been clothed with power, you haven't. You will know, but more than that, other people around you will know because things will start happening that weren't happening before. And that's called the kingdom of God being at hand. The not yet becomes the now until the fullness comes. And that's very soon. Let's pray. Father, there it is. <laughs> there it is, God. I need power. We need power. I really don't have that power, God. I, I have you, and I thank you so much. I'm born again. I even speak in tongues, God. I thank you for those gifts. But the power, you got no real power, God. I want your power for your purposes. And I want you to purge out of me things that are contrary, motives that are mixed up, where I want the attention because I like the attention of being a powerful guy. Uh-uh, 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 none of that. All Jesus. And I surrender. We surrender all. And we surrender to you. Not just to anybody, but to you, Father. We surrender all, and we surrender to you in the name of Jesus and ask you for your power from on high. Your power and your might. Let God reign. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. <sighs> all right, folks. I really love you. And um, if you if you have any thoughts, questions, concerns, please feel free to drop us a line at lifearoundthefire at gmail.com. That's life around the fire. That's all one word, life around the fire, all lowercase letters, life around the fire at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We will get back in touch with you. And in the meantime, man, God bless you. Adios, amigos. <laughs>